Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. This week, I'm super excited to be joined by Christy, and we're talking about Disney Genie Plus. So way back in the dark ages, in season two, episode 15, I recorded a tidbit about Disney Genie Plus right after it came out. Actually, Christy and I had gone together to Epcot to try it out when we were there for a conference. And we've now had a couple of years to utilize Genie Plus, and there have also been some changes to how the system works. So this episode is kind of a revamp of all of that, and we're also going to talk a little bit about some of those changes. So I feel like the biggest change, especially for us as travel agents, is Disney Genie Plus can't be added to your Walt Disney World package any longer. It has to be booked on your own in the app after midnight for each day of your trip. So it comes live at midnight, and then you can book it anytime after midnight. Um, And they do say that it can sell out. I personally haven't experienced that, but it is something to keep in mind. And that is really the biggest change that has impacted us is we can't have it added for you proactively. You have to add it each day. So Christy and one of her daughters and her daughter's family just came back from Walt Disney World, and they are now resident experts with Disney Genie Plus. So Christy, let's talk a little bit about your thoughts on adding Genie Plus day by day? And did you stay up till midnight every night to book it? How did it work for you guys? Yeah. Like you said, definitely, I think it's a con that you can't do this ahead of time just because it's one more thing you have to take care of. And especially with us as agents, it's one more thing we need to make sure our clients know how to do because we try to give them all the info they need before they get there. We did not stay up until after midnight. I think the first couple trips I made after Genie Plus started, I did stay up and do it. But the last two, I set my alarm for about 645, got up, added it in, hasn't been any problem with that. And so I think the thing that is a pro about having it day by day is if you're someone who's unsure about Genie Plus, You can try it for a day, and if it doesn't work for you, then you don't have to buy it for the remainder of your stay. I think I love Genie Plus. I don't like paying for it, but I love how it works. But (laughs) there is a a strategy involved to it. And so if you don't want to learn the strategy to use the strategy, then it probably is not useful for you. So I would say that, you know, at this point, and again, anything can happen, but you're probably safe to do it in the morning. Well, that's good to know. And that that's what I have done also is added it in the morning. If you know me in real life, you know that I am not a night person. So I would much rather be up early and add it. But there is always the kind of that little tingling fear in the back of my head, like, what if I wake up and it's not there? So that's good to know that that wasn't an issue for you. The other big change is when this originally debuted, 
the pricing was set for each day. So you paid a set price and knew what that would be for the pricing for Genie Plus, and it was set. Now the pricing fluctuates based on how busy Disney estimates that they will be each day. So this is a big difference from what it was before, and it's a little bit more tricky to budget for. So Christy, how was the pricing on your last trip, and how do you feel about this? We were there for a Wednesday through a Saturday. Those were our park days. And Wednesday through Friday, we paid $18 a person for it. But then on Saturday, it jumped up to $20. Not a big jump, but it was a little bit more. But I did find it very interesting because, of course, your Lightning Lane, those prices can differ also. Lightning Lane, we got the cheapest Lightning Lane on Saturday for Cosmic Rewind, which is the newest attraction on Lightning Lane. And it was on the Saturday. So I'm not sure how that worked. But I think that it's an investment, but I think it's a good one if you use it right. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it's not something that I enjoy paying for either. It's definitely something you need to budget for when you're thinking about your trip. But as much as I hate waiting in lines, I think it's worth it to spend the extra for Genie Plus and have that flexibility. So I I definitely think in that regard, it's worth it. So one thing we kind of already touched on is you can choose to add the Genie Plus each day or not. So you don't have to have it for your entire trip. So if you're not sure what you think about it, if you're not sure that you're going to be able to navigate it, or if you just want to try it out, you can try it out your first day and then get a feel for it and decide for the rest of the trip. So Maybe you want to structure your park days around that a little bit as well. Maybe if you know for sure that you want to hit the most attractions in the Magic Kingdom, maybe your first park day is the Magic Kingdom so that you can utilize Genie Plus and get a feel for it. So Christy, on your last trip, you did use Genie Plus every day. And is there a specific park where you feel like it's the most valuable? We did do it every day. In fact, we were in... Hollywood Studios two days and used it both days there. We decided to skip Animal Kingdom this trip. And I know that we, when we, so going back, we originally planned when we got there, we were going to do a pool day on our arrival day. Left our hotel at 2 a.m., going to do a pool day. But based on the weather, we decided that wasn't good. So being the crazy group we are with a two and a five-year-old, we decided to go straight to the parks that day. It was one o'clock when we got to the park. We had our Lightning Lane or our Genie Plus, and we had booked a Lightning Lane. And we had to leave the park by six o'clock because we had Chef Mickey reservations. But between one o'clock and six o'clock using Lightning Lane, we rode every major attraction except for Tower of Terror. We didn't get it in that day. But I mean, that's that is just crazy to be able to think you can get that much in in that amount of time. And I think there's advantage to using it in all parks, but definitely I think probably Animal Kingdom and Epcot just because they have fewer attractions. If you don't mind spending time waiting in line, you can probably do everything, but know that you're going to, like I said, spend some time waiting for them. Right. And I I feel like that's my big thing. Like I'm paying enough for my park ticket already that I don't want to waste my day standing in line. And I I think that's kind of where Disney gets you for for it is 
you're like, well, it's worth it to go ahead and pay more so that I don't have to spend my day waiting in the lines and I can do as much as possible. And I do think it's nice if you have the park hopper, you can do lightning lanes in another park after 2 p.m. So you can have your lightning lanes in both parks and do lots of things in both parks if you structure your lightning lanes correctly throughout the day. One thing that I kind of think about when I'm thinking about my lightning lanes is what my priorities are for different attractions. So as I look through the list of attractions for the day, I might say, okay, these five are my top five priorities and make those my first ones that I select. Is that kind of the same way that you break it down? Overall, I would say yes. I typically, when I go in to set up my day, you know, there's a plan my day in the app. I select any lightning lane that I want to book at seven in the morning and also just my top two or three Genie Plus selections. That way, when you refresh, you're not scrolling through a bunch of attractions to get to the ones you really want. And so I'll usually try to get my top two or three out of the way. But then I kind of look at them as according to when they're available for the rest of them and kind of think about what will work best to get the most number of attractions in. Yeah, I think that that's one thing that is kind of a struggle for first time Disney goers. Like those of us that go all the time, we kind of know the layout of the park in our head and have an idea of what we want to do. So I think if you're a first time Disney goer, you kind of need to kind of sit down and look at a map of the park and say, okay, these are the top five that I want to make sure that we for sure do, and then kind of plan your day around that. But yes, using the genie to kind of plan your day and put in what you're interested in can really be helpful. Because sometimes you get some weird stuff like, you know, there's going to be somebody playing the bongo drum over here. (laughs) So sometimes it gives you some different options depending on what you have put in. So the more that you can kind of set that up before you go, I think that can definitely be helpful. We talked a little bit about how the first Genie Plus selection is at 7 a.m. each morning, but I think we kind of need to break this down a little bit more. So there are individual Lightning Lane attractions, and then there are Genie Plus Lightning Lane attractions. So if you are paying the money for Genie Plus, that does not mean that you get all of the rides. There are typically two in each park that you actually have to pay extra for on top of that Genie Plus, and those are the individual lightning lanes. So these vary by park, and as there are new attractions coming out, they kind of shift and change a little bit too. So technically, not only are you paying the $18 to $20 or whatever the price is that day for Genie Plus, but you're also paying per person for these individual lightning lanes. So that's something else to kind of keep in mind. Christy, what are your thoughts there? Did you buy all of the individual lightning lanes on your last trip? How did you work that? We did. You know, I'm kind of of the mindset, if I am going to invest my time and money to go to Disney, then I want the most out of my park days. I will say, For Cosmic Rewind, there is the virtual queue as well as individual lightning lanes. So at 7 a.m., we tried to get in the virtual queue and we didn't get in. So I immediately bought the lightning lane because I knew that is the one attraction there I had not done yet. And I wanted to do that. It was well worth it. 
but yes, we did do those selections. Yeah. And so with the ones that have virtual queue, like Cosmic Rewind on our last trip, we also, we actually double dipped. So I got into the virtual queue at 7am when it dropped and I purchased the individual lightning lane. So we were able to ride it twice. So that's kind of a nice perk with that virtual queue is you can kind of double dip a little bit if you're willing to spend the extra money. We do know that Tron will also be virtual queue when it debuts later this month. And as new attractions come out, typically they start out with virtual queue and then end up being the paid lightning lane before they end up being Genie Plus. So it kind of goes through stages depending on how new and how popular the attraction is. So that's kind of something to think about. So when you are starting your day at 7 a.m., the first thing I would recommend that you do is try for the virtual queue right at 7. So that's number one. If you're going to a park with a virtual queue, you do that first. Then after you have that, then you're going to buy your individual Lightning Lane attraction so you have the best times. So that's the second step. And then the third step is you'll pick your first Genie Plus attraction. So you can... Technically, if you go to a park with a virtual queue, you could have four time slots for rides before the parks even open for the day at 7 a.m. If you get the virtual queue, buy your first two lightning lanes and pick your first Genie Plus. I mean, that's a great way to start your day before you've even started. The other thing is, if you are staying on property, then you have kind of early access to select your first Genie Plus. If you're off-site, you can't select that first Genie Plus until the park opens. If you pick, no matter what you pick, it's two hours then after your last Genie Plus selection that you can pick your next one. So what I always do is I set an alarm on my phone so that I know, okay, it's been two hours, I need to pick my next Genie Plus. So you can also kind of stack them In the evening, maybe if you're busy during the day or depending on how you're doing things or if you're doing park hopper, you can stack them at different times as long as you are on top of selecting something every two hours. Do you set your alarm on your phone too or how do you work that? Yeah, I do. And the strategy I think I found that works best for me is to try to either find a Genie Plus selection at the very park opening or very near to it. And keep in mind, when you get a time, say the park opens at 9 and you get a 9.30, you have an hour to go swipe into that ride. So that gives you a little bit of time if you're somebody who likes to rope drop and get in a line off the bat that you can still make it to that first Genie Plus. And then as soon as you swipe into it, you're able to make your next selection. Now, I found that it worked well for us to choose one that was as late in the day as we thought we were going to be in the parks. Because what you'll find is as some of the more popular rides, the times available get later in the day. So if there's one that you're especially wanting to ride and you're seeing a late time on it, you might want to go ahead and grab that one because it may mean that they're going to run out of those because there's only a certain number of Genie Plus passes that you can get. But then once again, once two hours have gone by, if it's over two hours till that scheduled ride, say it's at seven o'clock, you can go ahead and make another Genie Plus. So you can continue to stack them during the day and still have secured that one that's maybe later in the day that you had to grab. 
Right. And I think that's kind of where it benefits you to kind of go into it with a plan, at least with the, like your top five attractions, because the most popular ones will fill things like Slinky Dog Dash, that sort of thing. Those are going to fill and then you're not going to be able to get them. So picking those first and kind of having a ranking in your head of what order you want to pick things can really be helpful, I think. The other thing I kind of want to talk about a little bit is there are a lot of benefits to staying on site, but being able to pick that Genie Plus at 7 a.m. is really the biggest one at this point. I mean, obviously there's transportation, there's the free parking at the resorts. There's, there's a lot of benefits to staying in the Disney bubble, but getting that jump start on Genie Plus, especially if you're spending the money for it, I think is well worth it. So that's definitely something that I encourage and I do think it is worth it to stay in the Disney bubble if you're going to Walt Disney World. In addition to that, you get your 30 minutes early park entry also. So when you combine that benefit of getting your Genie Plus earlier, plus you've got that 30 minute jump, that's a huge combination there. Yeah, that jump start, I think, can really, I mean, especially if you're a morning person and you're able to get up and get going, that being there for rope drop and getting those first 30 minutes and you can get a lot done and really have a good jump start on your day to be effective in the parks. And and I think that's one of the big things is, you know, it is a lot of money to go to Walt Disney World and you want to maximize your time. And part of that is paying a little bit more for things like Genie Plus, paying a little bit more to stay on site but then being able to make the most of your Disney days and really get the most out of the entire trip. I think that's really important. Christy, what other benefits do you think Genie Plus has? And overall, for most of the families that you're working with, do you recommend it and feel like it's worth the investment for them? Well, to me, it comes down to not waiting in line and spending your time wisely. I don't want to spend my time in line. And I think that most people, it can benefit. I think even people who maybe frequently go to Disney and maybe they just have a handful of attractions they want to do, still Genie Plus can allow you time to do other things in the park. There's so many things in the park that we never take the time to just stop and enjoy because we're rushing from one attraction to the next. So if you're a person who likes a slower pace and are thinking, I don't care, I only want to ride these few things, Genie Plus can still free up a lot of time for you to do those extra things. So I really do encourage my families um, to at least try it the first day you know, to to go in, to read over the strategy, get back with me with questions about it, because it is a little confusing. And another thing is I recommend that they have that app. And prior to their stay at Disney, they're looking at those wait times on rides. Because if you're not someone who's familiar with Disney, you may not be aware that there are certain rides that very rarely have a wait time over 10 or 15 minutes but they're on the Genie Plus selection. And so you don't want to waste a Genie Plus selection on those. So just becoming familiar, not only like you said, with the map and the layout of the park, but kind of what typical wait times are. So you can decide if it's worth it to me to wait in line for this, or if I want to use it for my Genie Plus. Right. Yes. Like certain things like um, 
the Pixar short films at Epcot, it's always a 10 to 15 minute wait. So it's not worth using a Genie Plus for that because typically you can just walk in. But then for things like Frozen, I re-listened to the podcast that I did before on Genie Plus. I was talking about when we were there that first time for Epcot and you and I purchased a lightning lane for Frozen. And the wait time posted was 65 minutes. And I remember I started my my timer on my phone and we were on the ride within three minutes. So a 65 minute wait versus three minutes from entering the line till I'm in the ride car. To me, that's a no brainer. I mean, I'm willing to spend the money to do that and to make the most of my days. And I feel like it allows you to maybe have less park days. Maybe you only need two days at Magic Kingdom and one day at the other three parks to make the most of your Disney experience instead of, you know, two days at each of the parks to really see and do everything. And I, I, like you, I also kind of like to take a slower pace, especially when we're with the agents. So it's kind of nice to be able to, you know, walk around the back of Epcot and have a drink and have a snack and go up to Canada and see the waterfall and, and do some little things that, aren't as rushed and aren't as crazy. And that's one of the nice things that Genie Plus provides you with is the time to appreciate some of all those little details that Disney has. So I like all of that too. When you are budgeting for Genie Plus, how do you budget for your family with Genie Plus? And what do you recommend for your families? Like, is there a certain dollar number per person per day that you tell them? What are your thoughts there? I recommend $20 per person per day for just the basic Genie Plus. And then I would say 20 again for each Lightning Lane they think that they're going to purchase. And it's going to fall pretty close to that. And, you know, have it in there. Have that money. If you try Genie Plus, you decide you don't like it. Well, you know, you've, you can buy some extra snacks. You got some money <laughs> in your budget there. So that's always a good thing. So right. that's kind of how I would say, depending on how many lightning lanes, you know, maybe $60 a person a day that you're looking at if you're going to take advantage of all of those options. Yeah, I think that that's a good kind of a ballpark figure at this point, but it it does fluctuate. So some days you might spend a little bit more, some days you might spend a little bit less. So that kind of gives you a ballpark figure though, to kind of have in your back pocket and be ready for. I will say that I am anxiously awaiting for them to one day, hopefully bring back the dining plan too, to make the whole budgeting piece of this much easier, because I think that will really allow us a lot more options with our clients. But one of these days, it's going to happen, right? We're all waiting. (laughs) Yes, anxiously waiting. So Christy, anything else that you want to share about Genie Plus? Any other tips and tricks you want to share with our listeners. I mean, I think that pretty well gives an overview of how it works. And again, you know, if you book with one of the Pineapple Escapes agents, we're going to work with you. If you have questions, we have a great document that we provide to you with all the ins and outs and tips and things that we've found, because it seems like and between all of us, I would hate to say how many times we have been to Disney since Genie <laughs> Plus started. But it's like every time you pick up maybe on something new or something that worked well. So 
you know, we try to all keep that up to date so that we can help our clients have the best experience possible with it. Yes. And I know that some people are auditory learners. Some are like to read, some like to talk it out. So no matter what type of learner you are, we have some kind of document, either this podcast or a typed out document that breaks it all down. We've covered it. So we try to make sure that everybody goes into their trip prepared and ready. Overall, I personally feel that Genie Plus is a worthwhile investment. I don't enjoy waiting in line, and I really want to maximize my time in the park. With my family of five, it does significantly increase our cost per day, but I feel like it allows us to see and do so much more with less downtime during our park day. So overall, I do recommend it. Christy obviously recommends it as well. So if you are considering it, we do recommend that you try it out and give it a go. We hope that you've enjoyed hearing about Genie Plus today and talking about all of this with us. And if you are booked with us and have further questions, please reach out. We would be happy to help you further. You can reach any of us and we can help you book a trip by reaching out to your favorite Pineapple Escapes agent or emailing us at info at pineappleescapes.com. Bye, guys. Bye, thanks. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.